on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, it's golden oldish time on Radio Newark Sport as we sit back and listen to Tony Smith's favourite manager. Mr Paul Hyde talks about a lifetime in football. And as it's Wednesday, of course, we catch up with Not Fast Dave. But first, the headlines. This is the renowned Radio New at Sport. And as Paul's in the studio, we'd better start with Collingham and they cruised past Staveley last night to book their place in the semi-finals of the Central Midlands Sludlick Cup, where they will meet either Appleby Froddingham or Harworth Reserves. Those two play tonight. The Olders were 3-0 up at half-time and another four in the second half, proving the golfing class between the sides. Four Newark Striders donned their head torches for the Kings of Seven Lakes Trail 10K. David Cross, Philippa Clark, Jess Gordon and Stacey Atkins being the Night Owls. The further seven Striders ran the National Trust 10Ks at Longshore and Columba with Stephen Tomlinson recording the best time in an orange shirt. Five not-fast runners were in Northumberland on Sunday for the Endurance Life Races. Caroline Upton completing the 35-mile ultra in 7 hours, 5 minutes and 51 seconds. But even even Caroline was outdone. Nick Harrison went to Disney World Orlando for the Disney Princess Weekend. 5K on Friday, 10K on Saturday and a half marathon on Sunday. More from Not Fast Dave on that story in about 20 minutes. We told you last night about our young speed skater Freddie Polak returning to competitive action last weekend, this time in Haslip, Belgium. A great second day of racing saw him finishing second in the 500 metres and third in the 1,000 metres, giving him second place on the podium and, of course, he's off to the European Championships now. And staying with the youngsters... Fernwood Sword Club's young star Ethan Dakin won the under-12 section at the first Liverpool Youth Festival. New York Lawn Tennis Club's mixed teams are out in force on Sunday. The first play in Eastwood in the early morning mist and fog. Not sure how you play tennis in the fog, but it didn't do them any harm. They won. Um, and they're top of Division 7. Coddington's Owen Wilby won the single gear race in the opening round of the Canuck Chase Classic Mountain Bike Winter Series and that's a series for everyone from the elite to the beginners I suppose we better get this one right out of the way at the beginning Flow Serves crowd of 254 was the highest um, the third highest in Step 6 football on Saturday in the Old of England Harworth were second on 255 Mr Smith, you can't count. Well, I was actually distracted from my normal duties because I was talking to the advertiser photographer, and uh, suddenly got I got re- one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, right. she, she's lovely as well. And um, is it my friend? She's called Lindsay. The one with the black curly hair. Oh no, no, no. no. But this is a, a, a sorry, Lindsay, a slightly older version of a photographer. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> although I know it's still within your range, but she had a pulse. Right, that's slow so, serve. Um, time, that's slow serve. Time, time, time up. You're joking? Um, I was just getting going. I know. I've that's got why 59 minutes. That's why on, it's man. time up. Um, <laughs> it's great. You, you know, we talk about Fernwood Sword Club, and we talk about Ed Howlett, don't we? Mm. We're now talking about Fernwood Sword Club, but we're not talking about Ed Howlett because the youngsters, on the back of what Ed's achieved, are coming through the ranks. And getting gold medals. It's fantastic. Having known Ed since he was very, very young, I find it quite alarming to discuss youngsters in comparison to Ed. (laughs) 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 But, you know, it's it's true though, isn't it? On the back of, if you like, a superstar, which Ed is. Yeah, yeah. He's attracted young... Ed's, what, 19 now? Ethan's 12, so he is a youngster. Yeah. But, how... Fernwood Sword Club is one of the best in the country now. But, I mean, uh, Ed can quite rightly be very, very proud of his achievements as a fencer, 
but when people come through a club because of your influence, that must give you a heck of a buzz. It's got to, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, one for tomorrow night, if we get time. Um, looking at last night's football results, and assuming that Newcastle United carry on doing what they're doing... Great result. I, 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 I know I'm biased. I think Rafa Benitez should have been manager of the year last year. He should be manager of the year this year if he keeps them up. And if he isn't, probably Warnock should, but they'll give it to Manchester City's or Klopp or... But <clears throat> they've got an endless pot of money to spend. Yeah. Benitez and Warnock haven't. I, don't, I, th I think what Rafa Benitez has done is absolutely incredible because he's not only had to uphold the dreams of a wonderful bunch of people up in the northeast but he's also had to do it in the face of such adversity because his uh, chairman is such a <coughs> if it was after nine o'clock i could say what i feel but let's settle for idiot you see i don't totally agree with you on that one i never have done and yes i know i have to keep going to newcastle and i don't say it up there <laughs> he's a businessman and at actually, the end it, of the at the end of the day, after Tony, nine o'clock, it began with the B. Actually, at the end of the day, if he hadn't have bought that club, there wouldn't be a club there anymore. And at the end of the day, he's put seventy something million of his own money into it, and hundred and something million of an interest-free loan into it. Now, I know what you're going to say, but they wouldn't be where they are if he wasn't there. Mm. And if you can find a Russian billionaire or a Arab oil shake, you're not going to get nowhere anymore. You're not going up to Newcastle this weekend, are you? No, thankfully. No. <laughs> because if you were and you expanded those views in the pubs, I think that we might be having a music show at my, uh, on Monday. I do not expand those views. When I, <laughs> once I'm through the tan ton and the tight ton, I agree with those. Anyway. He will be hanging from the Gallagher gate before long yeah, if you don't get out of town yeah, fast. You're, 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 you're right there. Paul Hyde is currently enjoying a second spell as Collingham's manager. He is a regular contributor to Monday night's weekend rap. Um, and he's been elevated to the stage, just as we said at the top of the show, of Tony's favourite manager. Tonight, in the first of our Golden Oldies series, we endeavour to find out a little bit more about our very own Yorkshire legend. So, good evening. Welcome to Radio Newtsport, Paul Hyde. Good evening. Um, to I know both, you're at, to I, both of you. Tony, I, and <laughs> good evening. I know you're out of your comfort zone a little bit in here. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, do our best. We'll be all... We'll be all, I'm all Carrie, just put the mic a little bit closer to Paul. Can, can, can. Right. That's, okay. that's, that per, that's absolutely yeah. perfect. So it's good evening I know. to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, let's get started because there's a lot okay. to put in. But um, I will also say that sitting beside Paul is the lady that's tried to keep you in order. She told me last night for... <laughs> <laughs> many many years uh, i forget how many you said how, how many was it Andy? it was been married yes 52 52, 52. years she's been yeah. married to paul Hyde. we only talked to him on a monday night and he's and we're tied out <laughs> after that so um 52 years but she's come along tonight to keep him in order and we will have a chat to her before eight o'clock as well um <laughs> oh we will um so mr hyde um you, we tell everybody you're our favorite yorkshire manager yeah where was she born um, I was born in a small town in uh, Cambridgeshire called March. So you're not Yorkshire? I moved within nine months, so okay, I think then. I've got, right. you know, yeah, okay. the rights to be up there, really. Yeah. Family came out of, of, of the London slums, uh, you know, during the war and stuff like that, so they were Cockneys and Londoners. Uh, Dad worked on the railway, so moved to March to get seniority, which she had to do in those days. Uh, and then moved up to Sheffield, where I followed uh, Sheffield United for quite a, a long time. But um, early school days that you were talking about, yeah, usual thing at the infant school and that. Uh, Miss May 11 plus by one mark. Unfortunately for the grammar school that I did go to, because my dad went up and said, is there any spare places? And they said yes. So they sent me to Woodhouse Grammar School. Uh, where my dad became a governor, I got expelled, um, left early, became an apprentice, fitter on uh, Rotherham Rural uh, Council, and um, 
had five years there, left there, went to work at um, on the railway um, in Tinsley, which was a big marshalling yard at that time. Um, I think I think my first wage was two pound two and sixpence on the on the uh, the apprenticeship, and because you you had to do it in those days, it was five years with a seal on it, and you had to pay a guinea to get out and all this. So there was no chance for me down. So I, I ended up on the railway, and then I moved out to the power stations, which brought me out into this area, which was Tuxford. You can see there's very big likelihood of this turning into a railway show if we're not careful here. Yeah, <laughs> You've got that one I worked out, haven't you? That's, that's gone down now, the railway. Of course, yeah, we, 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 I, I, I remember. And, and, oh, by on the way, in between that, sorry, I should have said, I, I married Anne. I will come to Anne in a moment. <laughs> um, I can remember Tinsley marshalling yard going taking photos there on a sunday afternoon it was massive and of course <laughs> it's where meadow wall is now that area yeah. well my dad uh drove the uh up the hump oh the hump shunters yes ah you see the two class 08 shunters joined together one with a cab one without a cab. this could go on all night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so from being a cleaner at king's, king's cross and then becoming a driver uh, that's where he ended up, yeah. Paul Hyde is my new favourite manager <laughs> by a long, long way. I've got a train set as well. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. even better. Getting better. I'm going to marry him. <laughs> and you're out. <laughs> Just go back to the early days in in Sheffield, because obviously March was a big railway town as well, oh, yeah. which is the reason you would have yeah. gone to, yeah. the family would have gone to March. That's right. and, and then on to Sheffield. And in them days, the railways did move you were around for promotion, didn't they? They didn't have any... That's right. Families didn't yeah. seem to come into it. They, no. Uh, um, you went where the, the job went That's and you right. could be there two years and then, then back again. But... Um, well, school-wise, school, school wise, um, like I say, it was the infant school and then you took your, your 11 plus and, and went through the... So the, what, what, the was it, what, what was sport like? Because, I mean, Sheffield's a, a footballing town... Um, United yeah. and Wednesday, they've yeah, yeah. both had fantastic times. Um, so Sheffield is a football in town. So what? What? What's your memories sport, of sport at school? Sport uh, at school. I didn't get into the school team. Um, wasn't particularly uh, a good footballer, but I was into football very, very much. You know, um, and so I started my own team up. I got my own team in, in 1958, I think it was. I was 12 year old. Uh, got all the lads in who were new to get a tin of peaches and a bag of sugar. We went all around the estate, got enough to buy a kit. And so we set ourselves up playing on the wreck, on, from, on friendlies, uh, where we'd spent most of our younger life kicking a ball about either football or cricket or two cokes down and then being whistled in when it got dark so that was it with that and, and we had a dog we could we call i called the team colbrook rovers we got a dog called rover so you get you got him with it <laughs> and he was the mascot and um <laughs> colbrook rovers took off but uh, and but, you was 12 but not for long yeah at the time when you organized your first yeah good god what yeah. were the colors I'd, I've, I've got the photograph. They were, uh, I think they were black and white. Well, the, the photographs black and white, <laughs> unfortunately. So, but uh, a bloke, a bloke came along called Dickie, and he, he took it to Dickie's Select then, and he became our our manager, and, and entered us in the uh, Sheffield uh, League. But the only problem was Sheffield United reserves were in it. Uh, Rotherham were in it. And we took some pastings. I'm talking big pastings. We're nowhere near, you know, good enough to be in there. <laughs> and then my dad and two other guys got together. And uh, we lived in Woodhouse Mill, which is on the, the far side. Is this on the United side of the city or the Wednesday side of the city? Uh, United. This is why, obviously, you went... Yeah, uh, yeah. when my dad had got a season ticket there. So uh, they, they came and then two guys came and they set up a, a, club called, a, a team called Club Six Day where we weren't really strong enough to play in that. And so at that, uh, I had a bit of a break from, from things, and I was getting on then, uh, what would it be, um, 16, something like that, 16, 17. 
so you got that came with girls and uh, going and supporting Sheffield United, etc. Et in that order? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So girls before yeah. football? Oh, yeah, still. <laughs> <laughs> still. <laughs> and it, oh, dear. He's got a bucket. Oh, bucket. dear. Hey. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a problem. <laughs> Uh, the funny noise in the background is Anne's mobile phone going <laughs> off, but we won't, we won't worry about that. We're right. Um, I've done it. Uh, at, at all. Um, talking of Anne, then, being that she's um, um, sort of announced her presence in, in a major way, um, <laughs> when, when, did, um, when did your we wife in six, your wife come into your life? 66, 1966. So how old was you, how old was you then? Because you tend to start doing all these things as, as a youngster. We're sorting out the phones at the moment. We're, we seem to have a phone problem. I um, I, I, I actually worked at uh, in Hillsborough for uh, about eighteen months. They weren't like you then, will they? No, but um, I am. Um, He's going there. I know. I know tin, tin, I used to travel. I used to travel on Tinsley Viaduct on a regular basis, looking down at the uh, the sidings, and I, I, I can imagine in, at the height of their. <coughs> Working life, it must have been quite a sight. Well, actually, Paul, it's a place that should never have been built, isn't it? Tin Tensley Marsh in the Yard, because yeah. it, was, it was obsolete before it started. It all started being electrified, didn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. the blokes weren't were running down into the sidings with the big wooden poles for the brakes. You know, is they just that pressed a button and it went why, down and did itself. I, I mean, we've seemed to have gone off-hand for a moment, but <laughs> is, is that why you got out of railways? What, marrying Anne? No, what? <laughs> <laughs> because Tinsley had, was um, no, uh, uh, want a lot of life no. left in Tinsley and the railways was well the steam had, yeah, yeah you know it was uh, diesels you know but, but I was a fitter there you know yeah. and it, it was a good job um, thirteen quid a, a week than it was and and of course I got a connection with the railway anyway but anyway a mate of mine came out to um, the power station and rung me up and said come out so I went and that's how I ended up out here. Left the railway behind us, yeah. Right, we're going to talk to Not Fast Dave in a moment, and we're going to come back, and the first subject when we get back is going to be... Anne. Simple as that. <sighs> Lots more stories from Paul Hyde to come, but now it's uh, Not Fast Time, Not Fast Dave. Dave Farger talks to us uh, with his review of Not Fast Running Clubs past week. Dave, it's all yours. Thank you, Mick. Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a good one uh, the last week. A little bit busier. I think the sun's out, so it makes all the difference. We had 38 um, club members over six different partners. Uh, another personal best for Eva, Eva Marhofer. Um, shout out to Janet Davis's mother, actually, Margaret Purdy. She ran a park run personal best by 8 minutes and 49 seconds on Saturday. So, fantastic and well done, Margaret. Now, quite a lot of spread of Knotfest in various places over the weekend. We had four members in the Dukeries 10. Now, that's a 10.8-mile trail race in Walesby. Anthony Cork was first back to the club in the 1 hour, 20 minutes and 8 seconds, followed by Stephen White in 1 hour, 32.14, Claire Wood in 1 hour, 38.51, and Diane Kennett in 2 hours, 13. We had five members in Northumberland on Sunday for the Endurance Life Northumberland race. Now, two different race options. Doing a half marathon, we had Angela Brown, 2 hours 32.02. Annette Taylor, 2 hours 32.03. Uh, Jackie Walton, 2 hours 44.41. And Maria Bramble in 2 hours 44.12. Caroline Upton completed the 35-mile ultramarathon in 7 hours, 5 minutes and 51 seconds. Now, in Peterborough, there was the Advanced Performance Winter Tanker. I say winter in the lightest possible <laughs> term, um, just given the weather um, on Sunday. So it was a nice, warm uh, race. Four members taking part. Stuart Chase, 53 minutes and 20 seconds. Claire Wood in 54 minutes and 10 seconds. Barry Wood in 54.12. And Lisa Needham-Leach in 1 hour 5.19. A little bit close to home, we had the Clumber Trust 10K, the uh, free monthly 10K race at Clumber Park. Six members take part. Uh, Sue and Steve Needham, 1 hours 9.21. Uh, 
Ernie in one hour's 13.11. And one key thing to mention there is that's his first race after his hip replacement. I was so going to say, Dave, I don't like in, in interrupting you, but it's brilliant it is. that Ernie it is. is back running. I've been waiting for... You don't like to ask that question, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a brilliant. It's one, isn't it? Yeah. You, you kind of want to find out, but, you know, doing a 10K in one hour, 13, 11, after a hip operation, uh, it's it's fantastic. So, well done to Ernie. And, uh, Agreed. A couple of other members, Nettie Stevens and Kathy Clark, guiding in one hour, 7.40. Joe Folks in one hour, 9.47, and that was personal best. Zana Perry in Leicester for the Stilton Seven Mile Road Race. Completing in one hour, 7.38. No mention of cheese there, I'm afraid. Um, and much further afield, and much further afield, was Nick Harrison, who's quite new to Not Fast, actually. Um, he was in Disney World Orlando for the Disney Princess Weekend. That was five kilometres on Friday, 44 hours, 44 hours, 44 minutes and 55. A 10K on Saturday, one hour, 37.26. And a half marathon on Sunday, in three hours, 28, 12. Now, those times, a little bit different because uh, there was a lot of walkers, so Nick said he had to weave, so really the distances were probably a little bit further than what he thought, weaving around the uh, all the princesses wandering around the streets. Um, so, yeah, well done to all runners, and I think we've got a few events coming up this weekend. I know I'm taking part in the, uh, the Beaver Challenge um, around Beaver, starting in Harvey on Saturday morning, um, I can't remember if I'm doing the 15 mile or the 26 mile, so I'm betting I'm going to find you out. You might have a nasty shock. Yeah. I might have a nasty shock. I haven't ran in a little while, and it's a trail race. So it's going to be hilly, it's going to be muddy, hopefully the weather's going to be good. Um, but I understand there's lots of food and lots of cake at each of the stops, um, <laughs> which pleases everyone and not fast running. I... I can't work out, Dave. Li- listening to to everything that you said, is it, who, who's a not fast star? Is it Nick over there in in Disney World, or, or is it is it the comeback king Ernie, or is it Caroline, who is just a running machine? To be honest, um, she, she she just runs for the for the sake of it and for the love of it. it it's a fantastic. Or taking eight minutes and forty nine seconds off your personal best in a park run. These, these are some fantastic achievements, and you know, coming up with the uh, the, the summer coming and the spring coming, things are only get better um, in the immortal world of Dream. Uh, but they are, you know, and everyone's everyone's cheering everyone, and it's it's a fantastic atmosphere within the club. Um, so it does push you that little bit more with the people in the club giving you that support, giving you that guidance. It just it makes you try a little harder, in all honesty. Well done all. I think I've christened your social media story not fast international, and that's certainly what you are this week. Lovely. Thanks, Lovely. Dave. Thanks, Dave. No problem. Take Thanks, bye bye. Dave Fargy there and the not fast week. And uh, isn't it fantastic to see Ernie Clark back yeah, running again after exactly. the operation? That is absolutely brilliant. Right, the story that we've we've been waiting for. We've made you wait ten minutes for the story. Paul Hyde and the love of his life. It's your turn. Oh, I'm, I thought you would be talking about Anne, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be talking I'm about Anne. I'm going to be ta- talking about Anne, yeah. Well, I'm, I met Anne when she was uh, seven, 17 or 18, were you? Yeah, yeah roundabout. It's forgot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, her mum had passed away. Her dad was a miner in Dinnington, and uh, she just worked so hard. Uh, she got brothers to feed and... You've had this affection became... for Dinnington for years, haven't yeah. you? won't go away, will it? <laughs> <laughs> you and Dinnington. <laughs> Wait till you come to the football. Yeah. Um, and, and so we got we got married quite young, like I say, in 1966. Um, and yes, she's still the love of my life so What do you now. remember about the big day? The big day? I know it was seven and a tanner <laughs> for the food... <laughs> Uh, in those days, there was under and f- it was three course, wasn't it? And oh yeah, proper. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do we have? Can you remember? Well, that's what you're here for, too. Man. <laughs> so yeah, the big day, you know, came and that was it. We just got married, you know. 
and went away. I think we had a, a night down in Skegness or somewhere like that. Again, seven in a tanner. <laughs> it all seemed to be like that. And uh, we went to the institute afterwards. Did the, did the usual thing, you know, the dad dancing and all that. And uh, didn't, didn't make a big deal of it, really. We've just been together ever since then. Did, did you get married in the football season? Um, no, September, uh, September, yeah, we would have done, yeah. Oh, yeah, September, dear. yeah. Yeah. So, happily married, live. Um, Can I tell you? No, oh, oh. Just, uh, Bill Shankly was spotted in the uh, Tranmere director's box and um, the reporter said, uh, is it true that you took your wife to... Uh, <laughs> The, 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 you took your wife to a Tranmere Rovers reserves game on the wedding anniversary. Because don't be silly, I won't get married during a football season. It was a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Proper football people, you think? Yes, exactly. Mm. So um, I'd really not been in, involved with football. Like after I talked about the early stages of Rover and the Colbrook Rovers and things like that. Football dropped Apart out of the... playing, you know, going and knocking a ball about and mm. stuff like that. Obviously, the, the expulsion from school didn't go down too very well. That was the I reason you, for you being expelled, it was football. You wasn't Dad's favourite son for a time. Well, the headmaster sent for me, and uh, I was lying through my back teeth about where why I'd been not going to school and things like that. And, and there was a big stationary cupboard, and my dad came out of the stationary cupboard with his Mac on his arm and his trilby and said, that's it, finish him. So, and it was all about football, because that's all I ever wanted to do. I, mean, it was always, I, I didn't study, and, you know, so that caused it, really. Uh, dad was uh, choir master. I became uh, a choir boy. Not a lot of people have known that until tonight. <laughs> um, You're not going to use a song, are you? <laughs> no. No. And nobody believe it anyway, would they? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to report anybody for doing it wrong to me either. Uh, you know, any claims there. Do you sing in the shower? Because you spend enough time in the thing. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that when we go off the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with that either. So oh, okay. Start right, right, yeah. So, just you, hang on. Yeah, we're just moving the mic. Just keep looking at me, Paul, when, when you're talking. I can't see. It's in front of me. You're <laughs> behind it. Don't, don't look at Mr. Smith because I'm losing you on me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's one of the reasons you're not going to look at him. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's obvious. So you went to the power stations, which meant you're moving down towards Newark. That's the scenario, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where did you move to? Well, we moved to Tuxford. Right. And, um... This, this, I assume, is when there was building the Trent... The power station, the, the had, been the power station. had been built. Right. And so it had gone from 300 people in uh, Tuxford to 3,000, all walks of life. There was a social club there. So what I did, with being involved with the church and stuff like that, I'd done youth club stuff. So I went to the youth club and said, look, can I help? You know, what do you want doing? And they said, well, we want to have a football team. So that's where it really started to get old when uh, I did the under-15s in the Newark Youth League. Um, had a subsidiary league because it was halfway through. And then after that, we built it up from 15s, 16s to 18s. Won a lot of trophies. Uh, had a lot of lads in the county side. Um, and were eventually um, really successful with them because they were getting on and stuff like that. So, anyway, I took them out to uh, Belgium. In those days, you had to write a letter to Belgium. You, you didn't get on the text or anything like that. So I set it all up to, to fly out of Stansted to go and play this, this team in Belgium. And uh, on the Friday night, I went to my dad's uh, to borrow his car to get to the, the airport. And... Uh, he said, uh, everything's sorted out then. I said, yeah, I said, I've done all the lads. They've all got the, tra uh, the passports and everything. I said, I've just got to go and get mine tomorrow. It was Thursday, sorry. So I've got to go and get mine tomorrow. He said, you won't get a passport tomorrow. It's, it's Good Friday. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in tears. I, I get in the car and I drive to Retford. I'm on the door at the, at the Labour Exchange, as it was then. And a woman comes out with a mop. Yeah, can I help you? Yeah, I need a passport, love. 
you won't get one now till Tuesday. <laughs> so he used to do the tote and bring it to the White Art in Newark. So he did the tote, and I've got a mate of mine, he's in Canada now, and a couple of other lads, and scratching their heads. I'd set all this up, and I wasn't going. Everybody else was going. So he said to me, it's not Easter in uh, in Scotland. <laughs> it's the 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> so we drove to Scotland. <laughs> and we got a passport at 6 o'clock. We drove back, picked all the lads up at the fountain in Tuxford, went and got on the plane. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you can't write it, can you? No. <laughs> and, you sl- and slept the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we, we played uh, two. We, worked, we met uh, some Glasgow... Rangers lads who wanted a game that ended up getting abandoned for fighting <laughs> while we were there, and uh, one thing led to another. But yeah, they were a good side, and and then uh, Retford came in and asked us to take uh, Retford Town, as it was then, asked us to take them in as a, a reserve side, uh, and we did that. Um, well, on the under-18s as well, we won the Lincoln Cup, and we were the only side outside, outside Lincolnshire. But in those days, Lincoln City were also <laughs> tied up with our club at Newark, in the league in Newark, and we played there. So so that, that was we won that cup as well. Um, I went to Retford with them then, and then that, that changed. I, I was, uh, we were in... The Midland League then, for two years. In between that, I'd be running Bevercoats on a Saturday. The, the pit, because that was fed through Tuxford again. Uh, raising money. So, so, so what was Bevercoats in? Was that in the that was in the Newark District? No, that was no? the Retford in Retford District. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just going back to the trip to uh, Belgium to to run to. Uh, Earned some money, we did a 10 mile walk, uh, and then we put some strippers on at the club, <laughs> and it nearly paid for it all. <laughs> it's a really good do. Uh, hasn't times changed? Oh, yeah. I don't know, I'm fond of decorating myself. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we, we, we came away from there, and then I had two years at Dinnington, actually managing Dinnington in. Uh, in the Midland League again, Division One. You can't get Dinnington out of this, can no. we? <laughs> well, I brought her out of Dinnington, you yeah. see, but it's always still there. She's got a brother there as well. So, yeah, I had a couple of years there in the Midland League Division One. Then I went to Clipston. Uh, I had four years there in, in the um, Knotts Alliance. And in so between just, that... I'll just stop you there. Yeah. Because I, I, to, to, Tony, bless him, he, he's someone who's had to sit aloof to being with a club until he's finished with the paper and and i he, he tells me now about you know how good the leagues are the knots alliance when you was in it when mm. clipston was in it mm. and renoff was in it mm. and simos was in it yeah you wouldn't find a better league in the country no. would you no. a tougher league in the country no. great but all had great grounds yes mm. because of the backing of the miners yeah welfares mm. and it was great and it just about finished when I when I went there in '78. It was teetering off when the money was going, so we didn't have the coach to go on. But again, I made money. I've always made money. I put professional footballers on, uh, world winners like mm. uh, Nobby Styles, uh, Norman Hunter, people like that, to raise money, just to, to keep going. And it was it was hard work, but but nice. Uh, Banksy, I am, and we um. I don't know. We, we we mentioned last night on the show. We mentioned Clipston because Barry Clark, who I've always known. Oh, I know Barry. Yeah. At Clipston has been seriously, very seriously. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he's on, he, he's back on the mend. But Barry's been at Clipston. I saw him uh, from ones I can remember. I went to Nip's funeral. Uh, you know, yeah, Renner, Renner, yeah. I mean, I managed there as well, uh, and Barry was there. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him so. That's a couple of months ago. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been very... You're talking really yeah, recently. last week. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So you ma- you managed at Clipston and at Renoff. Yeah, I have I mean, been, they, yeah. 
Yeah. I won't say hated each other, but they was the, the arch rivals, wasn't they? Yeah, well, I, I don't know whether you remember Brian Phillips. Yeah. Because uh, did the Vars and all that. I mean, You're in my area now, Tony. And I, I took Brian. It was me that took Brian to Redford Town. Uh, and we had a fantastic relationship mm. all, all the way through to him dying. I was with him when he died. When he died. And he went away to uh, Australia, and I, I ran the, I ran the, the first team, and then I took a reserves a couple of years after and did them. So yeah, and and they're two great clubs. Clipston was a great club. Mm. All the Geordies there on the on the committee. You couldn't want for anything, you know. It was it was great. And boots, you know, you couldn't play on their pitch if it was wet. It won't no. let you on. That's right. Like you say, the, the New York sides and everything like yeah. that. But in, in between that as well, I was working at, at Dosco, uh, and I also had a Dosco side as well when I was <laughs> there. So it was all <laughs> bang, bang, bang all the time. It's You've always, I, I mean, obviously the gap, but when you got back into management, that... The intriguing bit is you've hardly ever played the game, but That's you seem right. to be a natural at mm. the management of it. And mm. there's this myth in there that you have to play to manage. It's not right, is it? Well, Mourinho did, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. And uh, Arsene Wenger. Pardon? Arsene Wenger. Wenger, yeah. Sorry, Wenger. Um, and a lot more people. Mm. And and players come, and even players like us now, uh, our players think management. They're good players, and they can go and manage. It's different. No. It's mm. a different thing altogether. It's completely different. Bobby Charlton, it's Bobby a, Moore. I met Bob. I bo- met uh, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, but I mean, great players, wonderful world players like Bobby, Bobby Ch- Styles. You know, he went. Yeah, he took a different level. But but but, leagues but, down. but 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 never never made it as managers. No, and yet those who hadn't, who don't have glorious playing careers, are the best managers in the world. Mm. Where does Collingham come into it? And the first, the first uh, of Collingham was um, I went from Clipston to British Rail. I went back to uh, Retford with Paddy Buckley, who used to play at Wolves and Sheffield United. You might remember him. Uh, I've got down here Rushton, Bucyrus, and Rainworth, and then I, then we took the pub. In 1984, the bridge in, in, in uh, I decided I didn't want to. I just looked up the workshop one day at Dosco and I said, That's me doing them. I'm having a pub because I spent that much time in them, you know, socialising. <laughs> uh, so we had a pub for six years. Fantastic. Wouldn't have missed it. She was the person. She was the person that the food and, and everything and the landlady, and it, it was great. So the bridge in is in uh, Dunham on Trent. Sorry, Trent, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's the the bri- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so again, we had like a five-a-side team, a reserve team, and a, and a, and a first team. And we went uh, five years, uh, three years unbeaten, rather I should say. And it was just a field across the road. And me and my youngest son Mark, we we went and marked it out as the biggest, hundred and ten long and seventy-five. And, and of course, you're playing Sunday football. What you do now for 110 long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we just had two lads up front who didn't drink, you know. So you're playing these pubs as we're getting out of school up after 20 minutes. You know. And they, they get 100 goals a, a season between them <laughs> every year. Gary Wilde and Steve Thorpe. And um, I also ran Cotton as well on the Saturday. So they were the Sunday clubs and we had Cotton. So. The, one year we we played ten uh, competitions and won nine in that, and I've still got a big bottle of whiskey not opened. Nineteen eighty eight with all the things that we did etched in the glass. It's for the wake, that is. <laughs> but I might drink the whiskey and put some myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, we did have two children along the way. Well, I'm not very often there. I said to and bring them to me when they're about ten, and I'll start talking to them. Um, <laughs> now that Mark was the the main one that went with me, and um, Dean decided he wanted to be a lead supporter, and I talked to him after that <sighs> uh, and told him because Liverpool Liverpool had a great side in that era, 
and I said they're a good side and they were and so <laughs> and so he's Liverpool supporter now and Mark is and Chelsea supporter but they both Mark rung the uh, the reserve side uh, played in the first team as well both of them and they were just great days when we bed sheet out the pub and each thing we won printed it on every week <laughs> massive bed sheet didn't we every month uh, so so after that um, that's when Collingham came around about 1991 he'd never had sat football as far as I know uh, we entered into the village league um, in the first year and um, we did alright runners up and then the following year we cleaned up and did really really well and entered the Central Midlands and again we got into the Supreme and I was, I was there for about nine years and and you know Rogers is going to uh, list Leicester now you know he's, he's done it all up there hasn't he and, and I think we'd done it all there then and it was getting harder and harder because the league started to bring a bit of money in and stuff like that and the club the club's always been for youth it's always been based on youth normally I mean they've got, they've got now 28 teams and stuff like that uh, and then uh, I walked away uh, had a break I was asked to go back to Clipston I went back to Clipston for a year probably 18 months uh, and then Redford United came and um, I went there I took over can't, can't remember his name now Everton fullback uh, took over from him and uh, we went on and did the treble lots of money lots of money being paid out Sent forward five hundred pound uh, in those days, um, and ten pound a goal. He hit seventy two goals. <laughs> that was it. We'd done the treble. Yeah. You see, what Flosser are doing now is not new. No, by no means. It's not new. If well, we... Neil could be doing it as well. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Dean yeah. It, it's, it, it's yeah. Dean sponsors our outside, and uh, you know. Right, quick break, and then we're going to uh, come back um, with Paul, and I want to jump now to Collingham's current crop of youngsters. And we've still got to talk to the real boss. Needless to say, we're busy talking about railways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Collingham's current crop of, uh, crop of young youngsters, not only in the first team, but the under-21s and the under-18s, quite frankly, second to none. It's all the football I've seen this season the under-21 cup semi-final against... Under-18s? Under-18s cup semi-final against Cleefoops is the best football I've seen from Mm. any team I've seen play this season, and that is including step six at flow serve. Mm. They just played the game how I always thought it should be played by the great Sir Brian on the ball, on, on the floor, to feet. And that's what they did, and... You've got to be so proud, Paul, of what you've got there, surely, and coming through. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back a little bit earlier, probably, um, well, I think we're going back probably four four years now, when um, I was asked to take a, a young team, a junior team of 15-year-olds, which, which I didn't think would suit, really, uh, at Birchwood. So... Dean asked me to do it because Jack, one of my grandsons, he was turning to 16, like so. I said, well, you get, you get them and we'll take them to Ireland. And I took him across. I took them across to Ireland with the parents to Home Farm, which is a, a big club there. And it, they looked like they could be all right, so we formed we formed them at Birchwood. And we did very, very well. We won the Cups again and we won the, you know loads of trophies. So when it turned from to be 18... Then Mick Goodwin asked Dean would we consider coming to uh, Collingham with them, and that's what brought the first batch, <coughs> which is about four years ago, which the likes of Jackson, um, uh, Big Z, Ryan Atwell, and people like that all came even at that young age, and we went straight into the South Division. So they're now here where we are today. But because the other 
backs that's come through through Dean follow up now to come into men's football and, and he's taken his UA for B which has given us a lot of things to think about differently to what we were doing because coaching is different now you know when we were at Clipston we got people on your shoulders running about with them now it's all ball all ball all ball and yet like you said they've been the first team wouldn't exist if we didn't have the under 18s and when they come in they do well you saw two of them last night <coughs> I have to sort of put the fly in, in the on um, uh, Collingham's problem is of course well known it's the pitch isn't big enough I mean we all know that but where Paul it's a situation that has got to be remedied hasn't it for the future of Collingham Football Club yeah. because you can only take them as far as step seven and those lads are good enough to go higher oh yeah well, if you go back to the uh, first time at Collingham, we took them from uh, the, the uh, having nothing on a Saturday through to the the, um, the village team and then the Central Midlands, also the Vars. So I was probably most proud or more proud than that of when I went to Retford and they were paying all that money. Yeah. You know, I did a great yeah. job. I did a great job there, and the, and the lads did. So to do it again now and not be able to do it, and yet Newark have been playing on it in, in earlier years. So, but we are making strides in to try to, to, to uh, do move things and get it longer. That, uh, you know, I, mean, I look at the long-term future with Newark in, back in the sports village, flow serve going in their direction. There is no reason at all that Collingham cannot go in the same direction as flow serve, intercept. Interception no, not, not, because on, you not on the got, pitch. You've got, you've got the pitch. You, you've got the players. You most certainly have. See, Steph Wright helped me in my first uh, spell, mm. but then got involved, you know, uh, somewhere else. Yeah. And so uh, that was a great help for me then in, in those days. But, yeah, we, we are making strides to talk to people, and, uh, again, it comes down to some money. Uh, so anybody who can help, just let us know. You've got to move something just to get that. Yeah. That's the yard, so I don't see it being uh, impossible. No, it's just got to be done, hasn't it? It's mm. as simple as that. Yeah. How, how proud are you, Dean, following in your footsteps? Yeah, yeah yes, I'm proud of, of what he's done on his own, really, you know, uh, because it's been a gap from when I was got my badge and coaching to, to where we are now. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of what he's done, and it shows in the club. Obviously, like you say, with the, the sort of football that they play. Because if this has been one theme in this conversation, it's the ability to get young, very young footballers and turn them into very, very good footballers. And it looks like Dean's inherited something that, of you in that. Yeah, it's been a mixed year. I've, I've had a hand in it, obviously, I did very well there, but then he took over there at Birchwood when I went, and, and he, he did very well. So, yeah, b between us, uh, we've done things. OK, just move that mic to your left, can you, Paul? Because she sat there quietly all night. Tony, can you just... Over there. Right, where can I, I can't even see her. And just move a little bit forward, can you, if you would. Um, you've sat there very quietly all night, Um well, apart from you ringing mobile, but we won't worry about that. Um, you, you sat there very quietly all night. Um, what's it like, 52 years of a football widow? I love my football. Um, I've always been involved. Um, and we've basically done it together, haven't we, really? You know, we, we've run... I love the lads. The lads are great. And uh, we've had all different sorts of teams and people coming through. But we've really had some good teams, haven't we? And, and had a good time. I, I noticed last night, you know, y yes, it, it is all about Paul Hyde. Paul is the manager, he is the figurehead. But I was at Collingham last night, Tony, and in the background, Jerry was giving the gate takings to a certain somebody. A certain somebody was in the kitchen. A certain somebody knew every single one of them Collingham players. And it is a team. And... It, it probably you probably decided very young that it, you may as well be with him at football. Oh, you'll probably never see him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love my football. Well, like I, I say, you did the raffle. 
<laughs> oh yes, and he did the raffle. She got thirty pounds. I do the fool. We've washed the yeah. strip for fifty years, and uh, haven't we? Really, well, you know, and we're up we're to this last right. couple of years, where the lads take the socks and shorts, but we still do the shirts. Even we? with Paul's, we do the food. Paul's experience. Mm-hmm. If they get beat on the Saturday, what's it like on the Saturday evening? No different, really. We just accept that we've been beaten. We sometimes think. We ought to have won, you know. It it depends on the lads. You put that team out and you expect them lads to do as best they possibly can. He doesn't come home and, and it doesn't know. Sort of sulk in the corner. I mean, I used to come home on Saturday night and didn't it. talk again until Sunday afternoon, but mm. he, he rises above that. Sharon yeah. used to pray for defeats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, we, we love it. We love the football and. Uh, I think you sometimes you think after all those years, what would you do if you did finish? You know. Um, I think when you've done it as long as you two have done it, yeah, you long don't. Time. You don't finish. No, it's always there. It's yeah. always there. And it's it's all, always and, and there. It's always part of yeah. you. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we had a quick mention of, of, of Dean. You've got another son. I have Mark. Yeah, I love them both a bit. Is, yeah. is, is Mark into? Not really. It was, wasn't well, it? He did his leg, didn't he? Cruciate, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Stopped yeah. him playing. At, uh, he played at, uh, at uh, sorry, he played at, at uh, Collingham in the first time, like in the nineties, um, and then had this this cruciate problem. So he's got bolts in his leg and one thing or another. He went to Birmingham for that, didn't he? Yeah, mm. but, but done well uh, himself, you know, in business and stuff like that. Uh, doesn't get as involved as much. But, uh, yeah, you carry on and tell him... He's very busy in what he does, isn't he? He's uh, general manager of both Jaguar and Range Rover, so he's doing very, very well. Very and, nice. and, and And Dean, obviously, now we've took a step back, and, and Dean with Camper UK, so I'm proud of both the lads. Excellent stuff. You know, right, so yeah. that's what it's all about. It, it's been a wonderful evening. Paul, we wish you the best of luck in anything um, future with Stay at Collingham. Um, we need you at Collingham. And we wish you the, the best of luck. Um, you've got a cup to win this season for the first team. Um, and the under-18s well, we have got a couple we, of cups to win. So there's a to lot of You've got to retain yeah, the trophy right. that you aqua um, plane to success at Retford. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last season in the wettest game I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's been brilliant talking to you both. Thank well, you. Well, it's been thank nice you for coming, coming in over. and um, speaking to you and chat. Tony. Um, as I say, we'll come out to Collingham and we'll keep them um, And Monday nights, do please keep chatting to us. Uh, I will, yeah. Well, yeah. Next week's um, a golden oldie, I'll, I'll be shot for calling them this, is um, Newark Rugby Club's Richard Byram, which is another on sort of Tony's bucket list of people that I've got to um, to speak to. I'm doing this all for you, you know. Oh, thank you very um, much. It is on Tony's bucket list of um, people I've got to speak to and... Uh, Harry Wainwright is coming in on Tuesday night for our junior section because it's the start of the new karting season. So Harry's coming in and we're going to have a chat about what's expected from the next Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Tomorrow night, it's strictly Mick and Tony as we look back at the national headlines, look forward to the local weekend and Tony gives us his uh, very own version of Sports Thoughts. And tomorrow night is a cracker. But from all of us in the studio, time to go. Bye-bye. We-